0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for walk well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
1: The Red Sox win again, but the Red Sox make you lose years off your life in doing so again. Up 5-2 in the ninth. All of a sudden, you're looking at 5-4 bases loaded and a guy with a 13-game hitting streak at the plate but they survived. First time all year, 10 games over 500. So enough of this talk about selling off parts. Buy, Mortimer, buy. Let's do a podcast. Details of course, here on Sox Daily. It's your
0: daily Sox podcast. It's your daily Sox podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Sox are doing. It's your daily Sox podcast. Socks Podcast. Oh, it's your Socks Podcast. And here's your host,
1: As Dr. Evil said to that weird German chick in the original Austin Powers movie, it got weird. It got very weird at the end on Tuesday at Tampa Bay, but 5-4 Boston. And you wonder, what is the exact sound a team makes when it completely falls apart? Because the Tampa Bay Rays would like me to ask you that question. They have hit the skids just as the Sox are trying to hit their stride. Josh Lewin with you. Remember when the Red Sox were just eons behind the Rays in the standings? Well, now they have caught the Rays in the standings. In fact, they're one ahead in the loss column. This thing would get not quite ugly, but it certainly wasn't handsome uh, as we kind of try to figure out what Tuesday was. The Red Sox are 5-0 and at Tropicana Field now. That's tough to do. But Tampa Bay is not looking like a playoff team at all. They have lost seven of eight. They're a Travis no Grand Slam away from being 0-8 in that time. They've lost 11 out of 18. Their stuff's falling apart. They're not getting any healthier. And they were up against Chris Sale on Tuesday night. We're going to kind of blast through some things here. It's a quick turnaround. You guys probably know the Wednesday game is a, a noon start. With David Price on the mound, so that'll take a while. Angel Hernandez behind the plate, that'll hurt your head. And uh, speaking of which, they expect a huge crowd. It's like Camp Kids Day. There's going to be 15,000 kids and 5,000 chaperones for the kids there, we're told. And they're giving out thunder sticks. I've already popped an Advil. Joe might not show up. But, you know, you you play the ball where it lies. Red Sox get to 56-46. and They gained some ground. Very cool. I mean, even Cleveland, unable to win. Uh, the Oakland A's are starting to falter a little bit. So the, the, the climb is going now. This was the number one batting average in the majors against the number one ERA in the majors. So that's an interesting battle. And Chris Sale against Yanni Chirinos is an interesting battle, I thought, as well. Chirinos is having a very good year. He's supposed to be one of those bulk guys. Now he's transitioned to actual starter. It's like when an angel gets his wings. And Yanni... Not the, the weird Greek musician, but the uh, the pitcher from Venezuela. He stumbled in the first inning. Rafael Devers, another hard hit, and he had a couple of hard hits in this game. Now has a 9.43 OPS. He's atop the leaderboard in, in a lot of things right now. Uh, J.D. Martinez singled sharply. There was a wild pitch that scored a run. Benintendi knocked in a run in a two-run atop of the first, and Torino's just didn't really Seemed that comfortable or even that interested in even throwing pitches. It was very David Price-like in the top of the first. It stayed 2-0 till the bottom of the third, and Chris Sale had blazed through the first two innings. Struck out the side in the second, and he had four strikeouts through two. Uh, Slider looked very, very good. Fastball was still kind of 94-ish. I don't know that we'll ever see 98 from Sale this year. We did see a couple 97s later in this game. But in the third with two out nobody on. I mean, it had been eight up, eight down. And it was 34 pitches to get eight outs, but the next four outs would take 44 pitches. And on 0-2 to Mike Zanino, yeah, Mike Zanino, 0-13-7 punch-outs career against Sale. Somehow, Zanino just would not be finished off. 0-2 grew to 3-2, and and eventually Sale gave in and walked him. Only the second walk all year where a count had started 0-2 for Sale. It had been one walk and 83 strikeouts. But Zanino, number nine hitter, 176 batting average, got that walk. Travis Darnot goes behind 0-2, and homers to left. The first 0-2 pitch for a home run off sale in a couple of years. Seriously. and the 18th home run, he's allowed already this year. Last year, he allowed only 10. Darnot has done all of his hitting since joining Tampa Bay. That was their first hit. And on on the very same date, by the way, in Tampa Bay Rays' history, they have been victimized by a Mark Burley perfect game. That was a Dwayne Wise with the robbery at the wall, if you remember that. And a good trivia question, who was the guy that hit that ball? It was Gabe Kepler. Yeah, Red Sox tie-in there. So uh, anyway, no perfect game because of a walk and a a home run, 2-2 ball game. And it stayed that way for a while. Sale kind of swerving in and out of trouble. He had a 13-pitch marathon at bat with Tommy Pham in the fifth inning. And Pham finally doubled to right. Carlos Torres, the home plate umpire, had a a miserable game, I thought. There were a couple times in that at-bat, for example, where Pham should have been struck out. But you you couldn't fan Pham, and you end up giving up the double. He got out of the inning, but the pitch count was way up there. We all thought he was done after five innings at 102 pitches. But Sale ended up on the mound for the sixth. And there was a walk to Matt Duffy. He did strike out uh, the second baseman. Brousseau. And at that point, he's at 114 pitches. So, you know, Joe and I are looking at each other like, okay, he's definitely done at 114. Season high. Alex core is coming to the mound. We start reading the pitching change break. And all of a sudden, there's Sale staying in the game. Gets one more out. And because he got that one more out, if the Red Sox would take the lead in the seventh, Sale would be eligible for win number five. And his ERA, by the way, now is at four. Let's see if he can get it under that now, finally. But Uh, Season-high 114 pitches. They needed to grab the lead for him. They did. In the top of the seventh, Christian Vasquez pinch-hitting. And boy, the Red Sox can pinch-hit, huh? 21 for 56 with five home runs when Alex Cora decides to push that button. 16th home run of the year for Vasquez, no doubt about it, shot. And uh, all of a sudden, you've got a 3-2 lead. Two extra runs in the eighth, and you'd need them as it turned out. RBI ground out from Andrew Benintendi and then when the bases loaded, Jackie Bradley Jr. got hit by a pitch. That ended up being huge in this game, because in the bottom of the ninth, after Brandon Workman had worked a 12-pitch eighth inning, uh, it didn't go well in the ninth. It had been since May 14th, since Workman had allowed as many as two hits in an inning, which is incredible. He would allow two hits and two walks in this inning. Again, no thanks to Carlos Torres and that terrible strike zone, but Matt Duffy started the inning by twisting a base hit to right. Mookie Betts did a nice job to go cut it off. And then it looked like it should have been a double play off the bat of pinch hitter Joey Wendell. Michael Chavis into the game at that point. Couldn't turn the double play. A bad feed to short and a double play not turned. Inning continues. There's a strikeout after that. And you're thinking, OK, we're never going to talk about that double play again. But it, it came up because Willie Adamas comes up there. He's down 0-2. He works it to 3-2. and And a guy who's 2-39 for 39 against the Red Sox this year, a guy that's got the most strikeouts in the majors over the last four weeks, somehow rallies to walk. And Workman is getting chapped because, again, that strike zone isn't, isn't real happy for him. Then G-Man Choi pinch hits and singles in a center field, again after a, a strike three was not called. So it's the first time in more than two months it's a two-hit inning. For Workman, he had given up two hits in his previous 15 innings combined. Here's two hits and not even one full inning. After he walked Darnell, you've got the bases loaded. And Marcus Walden is summoned. Marcus Walden then walks Tommy Pham on four pitches. 5-4 ball game. after Choi had made it 5-3 with his hit. Up comes Austin Meadows. And this guy's got a 13-game hitting streak on the line. But Walden terrific gets him to bounce out to first there's your ball game we talked to Marcus Walden once it was over
0: uh, Marcus Walden who got the save is with us that was certainly an adventure in that ninth inning Marcus and uh, you never know when you're going to be called because you got up before the sixth inning and just threw a few pitches Sale stayed in the game then you come in with the game on the line your head must be spinning
2: <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, got up for the sixth Sale wanted to go back out which you got to give that man the ball and uh, he threw the seventh great for us. Barnes and he, or threw the sixth great for us. Barnes he and he worked through the great. Work just had a couple, a uh, couple pitches up, and you know, come in and try to close the door.
1: What, what did you know, if anything, uh, Marcus, about Sale in terms of staying in? basically twice because we thought he was done just like you did at first and then even mid-inning we thought okay that's that but uh, what what kind of sense if any did you get about any of that
2: that's who he is man when he's got the ball it's his day uh you know he's throwing the ball well he's feeling good you know he kind of has that say i feel like uh if he thinks he can get that out that's his, that's his job
0: well certainly uh workman of a double play been turn would have been out of it easily but uh, were
2: you uh, surprised that you were needed there in that ninth inning? No, I mean, I kind of I was watching the work's pitch count. Obviously, he only had, I want to say, 11 or 12 pitches in the in the eighth inning. So we knew he was going back out again. Uh, but I knew once he got up to 20 pitches that inning, it's, it's time for somebody else to come in and and just fatigue. And he hasn't really, he threw 44 his last game when he threw two innings and got the save. Uh, obviously, we get that double play right there. It's a, it's a big out and it saved some pitches for him.
1: They, uh, they can't find announcers for saying this, so I'll say it so that you don't have to. It was a very tight zone, we thought, all night. And uh, it was something I'm sure that was in your mind. What, what did Dana Lavangi have to say to you after that, that walk, before you got the out?
2: Uh, nothing. It's just game planning for the next at-bat. You know, once once that bats over, it's over. Obviously, we're still up one with Meadows, who's honestly one of their best hitters on the team. Um, so just game planning and in and getting ready for that next at-bat.
0: So what was your plan of attack on uh, Meadows? He started strike one, then he swung at the 0-1.
2: Yeah, I mean, we wanted to go backdoor cutter, get ahead. I didn't throw any cutters the first at-bat to Fam. Uh, a lot of sinkers in that were down a little bit. and uh, But uh, trying to elevate a fastball on the second pitch and uh, got in a little bit on him and got a ground ball to basket.
0: And how about uh, Christian Vasquez, the pinch home run to put you head to stay?
2: Huh? I mean... <laughs> Just like last year, AC's been making some great moves, especially with pinch hitting. I want to say we're pinch hitting almost 500 right now. Uh, That's another big at-bat. Put us ahead by one and uh, kept putting them on him.
0: All right, Marcus, congratulations. Uh, You'll be ready tomorrow, I'm sure, if you need it,
2: Definitely. Appreciate Marcus Walden
1: in every way there. Second save of the year. But, you know, the front office has got to know this. You've got to get another reliever in here. I don't mean call somebody up. I mean, you've got to trade for somebody. you just got to. You're going to kill poor Brandon Workman here. They're using him like it's the LCS of the World Series right now. and you know This was a 44-pitch effort because they didn't trust anybody else. Matt Barnes did get in, and uh, he pitched a fine inning, but uh, they, they just don't have enough right now bullpen-wise. Can they get Ken Giles, who's 15 out of 16 on saves for the Blue Jays? Got 57 strikeouts in 33 innings. Kirby Yates, if San Diego decides to sell, and of course he was originally Red Sox property, but he's only blown two saves all year. He's got 32 saves, 70 strikeouts, and in 43 innings. So that would be a guy to go chase, but you know, there's a lot of teams after that. There's a lot of teams in it right now, so not a lot of teams selling, and that becomes a problem. After the game. Alex Cora, meeting the media. There was a lot to talk
3: about. Uh, he was good, man. Um, made some good pitches. Velocity was go- good. Um, just one pitch, and I know two count. That a bat by Zunino, too, uh, with two outs. Uh, but you know, he made pitches. Uh, I went out there to take him out, and he said he had three more pitches left, you know, to leave him out there. Actually, we were going to take him out in the fifth, and he said, I'm in a group. Just let me- I got it. And Trust the player. Trust him. You know, uh, he's healthy, which is the most important thing, and he was making pitches, so we trusted him you like to see him have that kind of conviction? You know, when he, when he, uh, he's been having conviction the whole season. Uh, it's just a matter of not executing pitches. But, I mean, I know he's being hard on himself, but in the group here, you know, he, he's a guy that shows up every day, prepares, and whenever he gets the ball, you know, we trust him. So, you know, um, the stuff was great. That's a good hitting ball club, and and he made pitches and, and you know, did an outstanding job. Can you take us through the kind of decision-making into like, the options that you had in the late innings, especially the ninth, the decision to go, starting with the decision to go with to Workman for a second straight. Yeah, he hasn't pitched in a while, so, you know, he, he cruised to the Eighth, um, in the ninth, we don't turn a little play and we put ourselves in a bad position. We we have to play better defense. We turned out a play; he's not in that spot. So, you know, people see the walks and everything that happened. That we turned out the play, and that game that game is over. So, you know, um, we trust a guy. He's been amazing the whole season. Um, he's one of those guys that he can go multiple innings, and we we didn't make a play, and, and it almost cost us the game. Alex, is this something you guys are looking to do and recommend using for 20s It's something that now we got another option, you know, like tomorrow we'll stay away from work we got Nate, we got Barnesy probably for one out and that's that's the difference you know like now you got one extra arm and you know that you know with stuff you know uh, we can we don't have to rely on everybody that's the difference you know like we made a decision <clears throat> going with Barnesy and we worked with him mid of the lineup in the in the eighth he did an outstanding job i felt like yeah he can get the ninth you know he got a little bit hairy there you know it was kind of like tough whatever but we got the out and we move on. But tomorrow, obviously, he's going to be down. But we got Nate, we got Waldy, Barnsey for one. We got JT, we got Darwinson. so that's the difference compared to early in the season. say that you didn't have a I had him, but now you know in that spot, you know I felt like that was good right there. I'm not going to bring him in the ninth inning there when Work threw the ball so well in the eighth. Did you just not want to bring him into the middle of an inning? Or no, no, I'm not going to bring him there. You know, I, it was him or just the matchups that we like. You know, fam against... Uh, Waldy is something that we've been doing the whole season, so we like that matchup. Well, the, the decision was Christian there, when to use him there, and of worked out perfectly there. Yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> we're trying to stay away from Michael. That's why we didn't hit uh, for Brock in the inning before, and we feel like the lefties were taking good hacks since actually against him. But uh, when you know when it was Mitch against him, uh, I felt like it was a good matchup for him. If something happens, then we hit for Sandy. In the nine spot, and we got you know the first baseman and the catcher in, in those spots. So you know, he put a good swing, um, flat through his own, got on top of it, and hit the ball out of the ballpark. Uh, you had said
1: it was a goal when you got to five over 500,
3: and you weren't, wouldn't say what your next goal was. But <laughs> now so, so. it, it seems like it's been an eternity to get to 10. But uh, we know where we are now. You know, um, um, it seemed early in the season that those guys were way ahead of us. So you know, if, if it's something that we learn, you know that. We can we can catch up with people, you know. Uh, we got to you know, we won. We we already won the series. We got David tomorrow. We got a chance to sweep and, and move on and go home. You know, um it was just like I said yesterday. You win or lose, you got to turn the page. You know, we know where we at, and uh... there's no hiding from it. But hey, we won today. Turn the page. Be ready tomorrow. We got Charlie against David. Take our chances and go home.
2: To get back-to-back starts like you've
3: gotten to open this series, how how much does that set up everything else? That was the script before the season. You know, everybody knows it, and uh, one thing about our guys—if you look their baseball cards and you look the the back part of it—they—they done it before, so we trust them, and and I know they can do it again. Have you had a kind of pitcher talk you into the game twice before? Uh, not really, not really. I, I told him don't don't scream on me before I get to the mound, you know, like. But uh, I usually. When I'm, like, in between, I go to the mound, you know. And, and that one, I was like, you know, we like the matchup anyways. And uh, I think we wanted Barnes here, but for a full inning. You know, it was going to be hard to bring him in. And then, you know, send him in the seventh. In, in the seventh, we were going to be in a, in a tough spot. And, you know, the stuff was still playing. It's just a matter of, like, okay, you know, we're going to extend him. But he said it, three more pitches. I got three more, you know. And he's still had one more left. One count, you're not taking him out, obviously. No, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm, nah, he wasn't. But he he said it with conviction. I got three more pitches, I get him out. I'm like, okay, so he used to. All
1: right, thanks to Alex Cora for doing all that for us. Uh, just kind of going through the lineup here. Mookie Betts won for his last 13. Hopefully, that turns around soon. Devers, no problems. Two more hits. Bogart's had a hit and a walk. JD Martinez starting to hit again. Second three hit game of the road trip was Tuesday night. Benintendi, a three-hit game and a two-hit game in Tampa Bay already. So all that's starting to click. That's great. Bottom of the order did nothing except for when Vasquez hit the pinch hit a home run. But they did enough. They did enough. They they won 5-4. And do they have enough to go forward is the question. Last night I gave you guys some Steve Perry and Journey, Don't Stop Believing. Well, the quote from another band of that era, as we ponder whether or not they got enough now, only time will tell. And as Asia's saying, I'm leaving now. It really comes as no surprise. I planned it all along because I got to get up early. It's a noon start on Wednesday. David Price on the mound. See what I did there? I got to go. Josh Lewin, Sox Daily. Bye-bye.